Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hi everyone, welcome back. Uh, today we have a wonderful saint uh, from from Rome, but he is one of the people uh, who were very involved in evangelizing England. It's St. Augustine of Canterbury, not to be confused, of course, with St. Augustine of Hippo. Uh, I did this at one point when I was learning about him. But St. Augustine of Canterbury is um, it's really amazing. Not much is known when he was born, um, but he entered, a, uh, he entered a community founded by a Benedictine monk named Gregory, who would go on to become Pope and eventually known as St. Gregory the Great. And their friendship had historical consequences, and the Pope would eventually send Augustine to evangelize England. It became known as the Gregorian Mission, um, even though it, you know, it wasn't uh, set to be so. Um, so Gregory sent 40 monks, including Augustine, and um, they were sent to, uh, to England. And it's very interesting because um, even, you know, as they were journeying to England, uh, everyone knew that Augustine was close to Gregory. So the they asked him, oh, can you go back to Rome and ask the Pope, like, maybe we don't have to go. And so Augustine went to Rome, but then uh, Gregory refused to um, bring them back and encourage them to persevere and, and keep going, uh, keep going on to England. Um, and when Augustine got to, and Augustine and the other missionaries got to, um, to England, they met with the, um, the king there, uh, King Ethelbert of Kent. Um, he was a pagan ruler and the Frankish wife, and his Frankish wife, Queen Bertha. So interestingly enough, King Ethelbert would later convert and eventually become a canonized saint. Um, but when he got there, he was, you know, it, it wasn't messed with it, met, he didn't, uh, wasn't hostile toward Augustine, but wasn't very uh, welcoming. He gave them permission to uh, preach the gospel. And actually, in um, Augustine himself uh, gave a very powerful and um, very uh, moving uh, presentation or message, gospel message, um, to the king and queen. Uh, so Augustine was later consecrated as a bishop and within months of their arrival to England, over 10,000 people were seeking baptism. And so clearly, you know, their efforts were, were not in vain and was very needed um, for the church, uh, for the Catholic Church in England. He also founded the King's School in Canterbury, the oldest, the world's oldest school. Um, and St. Augustine's Abbey became one of the most important Benedictine monasteries in the medi- medieval world and was a thriving center of learning and culture for almost a thousand years. Um, like after Augustine's death, there were some setbacks, but England eventually became Christian again uh, until it would fall into the schism and, you know, in the 16th century. So um, this was during like 15, 15 the, I mean, 597 to about 604. So that was the that's what Augustine was very active in England. So it's pretty uh, long, long time. Um, but the efforts, of course, of Augustine in Europe um, 
you know, maybe especially during this time, we can seek his intercession and ask him for the grace to maybe again re-evangelize Europe and re-evangelize England. But something that I find very moving and was also reflecting upon was his um, his zeal, his his courage, and also especially his friendship with Gregory. What a wonderful friend to um, to say no, don't don't turn back, keep continuing, keep persevering. And so even in our ministries, oftentimes when we face some some fear, some maybe even tension within our hearts where we, we think, oh, no, this is not the right thing or we don't know what to do, to have a friend in our life to say, no, keep going, keep persevering, you can do this, uh, and not uh, and encourage them to to be courageous and to enter into the mission of the church to evangelize all people. Yeah, uh, you know, Augustine and Gregory, what a great friendship. Uh, you know, one was the abbot of the other, and uh, when he became Pope, he had so much authority, like not only authority, but I think he had a trust in Augustine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this humble guy will be able to achieve this. Like, you know, totally different language and a different place. And uh, it, it is interesting to read about their journey. These 40 monks, you know, they went to France by land and from Italy, they went to France by land and they had to cross the English Channel. While they were in the harbor to set out, that's when they were like, oh no, are we doing the right thing? It, it, they were not afraid of the English Channel because that's only a small distance, but they were so scared about the Celtic people because, mm. you know, they have such a barbarian tendency, like, you know, they're savage people. Um, uh, so, uh, and even the the church was there even before, but these Anglo-Saxon, they, they are like, you know, they just uh, destroyed the church there or the church went in hiding there. So they were scared to go. So that's why, because they, when you are on a journey, you hear many things about the place you are going, right? So that's why they got scared and they, they sent Augustine to check with Gregory, can we come back? <laughs> but then, uh, then you know, uh, Gregory persisted and uh, made Augustine the captain. So, so then everybody has to listen what he says. So then they went and, uh, you know, there isn't much to uh, dwell over there like other saints. Like, you know, we don't have many things written about their journey. We know nothing about St. Augustine's. Uh, childhood or his youthful ages we know nothing only thing we know that he went there even though he was scared but then he did something and that was the beginning of uh, a powerful church over there the celtic versus the roman church that's that was there so i could see the uh, the clash there because i myself have studied you know the oriental liturgy liter you know the church histories and uh, the clash when the mm. church was planted in, uh, in in India, Asia, and all, and later when the, uh, especially in India, when uh, the Portuguese came, there was the self-established church there by the supported by the Chaldeans, and when the Portuguese came, there was a clash. So I can only imagine the Celtic church that was there, and when the Roman Romans go there, there would have been an original clash, and that is one thing that. Augustine could not achieve, that he couldn't reconcile many things with the Celtic church over there, especially regarding the date of Easter and so many other stuff. But to make the story short, like uh, when I look into Augustine's life, two things stands out. One was like, you know, his comfortable life as a monk mm -hmm. and then how he was put into the troubled waters by the church. 
and then he he went there and he learned swimming by you know jumping <laughs> into the water and then uh, the next thing is like you know how all the historians say that you know he made mistakes you know for every simple thing he would write to gregory even though he could have taken decision you know and gregory would write back sometimes gregory would even scold him like hey agustin why do you do this you know look look what the lord has done in 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 our life you know through your work so you know don't be get puffed up by you know your pride or your self reliance you know like that so we know how uh, we we could see you know the weaknesses that agustin had but today morning while i was reflecting about this many things came to my mind about my life and my past itself like you know my mission adventures and all those stuff after coming to chicago uh, you know i was like where is my mission what is my mission i have no idea i wanted to go to africa and i am now in <laughs> in america what am i doing here then we found the uh, african american community in the south side of chicago where the living situation was very bad and very much in need of evangelization but you know i remember the first time when we wanted to go there uh i was i was a little scared because that is uh, most uh, you know uh, the area with most crime after new york so i'm like oh boy are we going there it is just 30 miles from there right but then the first time when uh, sunil georgie and jose and all they all went uh, the priest was showing around uh, uh, the church and there was a window was missing so they had put a hardboard over there so sunil was like what is this the priest didn't pay much attention he said yeah yeah we are repairing it so sunil said what happened he said oh yeah there was a shoot out last week and you know broke the glass and he went on to show them other stuff and i'm like what shoot out is that something very real and happened yeah it happens all the time over here i'm like oh my goodness what is this and then i had many many doubts in my heart so i took all these things to prayer and i could hear the lord asking me sindhu will you go and move to south side of chicago if i ask you i'm like uh, really you want that i can go from my home he said no if i ask you what would you do i'm like lord if i go there he said yeah if you go there the people there you know may attack you kill you they may rape you or you know abduct you children what i'm saying no 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 stop there he said yeah will you go? i'm like i don't know he said will you go i'm like okay i will go the lord said yes you know i just want that answer from you i'm like okay but then we went there many times but then we moved from there to florida then to haiti all these places but i'm like you know the fear is such a reality in my mm-hmm. heart now i don't have that much fear but when i when i was reading about agastin i'm like ah he he was a scary guy you know he was, he was so scared then the lord reminded me of this i'm like you were even more scared than that i'm like okay yeah 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 i was i was i <laughs> like that so i could see like uh, it's the lord puts hope not in our deficiencies or our doubt or our fear but if he wants us to go you know he can really make us capable like uh, you know uh, philip neri was saying yesterday if the god, if god has called you you know he can really uh, equip you for that and saint uh, philip neri also would say like you know when you see these saints you 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 should not say how wonderful are these saints you should say how wonderful is god you know who worked through those saints so that is what we see here too agustine was uh, you know i don't know whatever deficiencies we had but the lord worked miracles at, uh, or in a better way like he laid the beginning of the church over there because at that time you know the church was not doing such great missions or things at that time like going to that far places it all started after that 
But this is happening in seven, uh, 7th century, like, you know, 6th century, 7th century that he went there. And uh, there, were, there weren't many people who could go. So uh, only he went with some monks over there. And that laid the foundation of the church there. So that is very, very important. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think what you mentioned about, um, especially the... Uh, what it would what it takes to um to enter into the church's mission and a mission that we it, it's not something we we cho- we choose to enter into as well it's some a mission that we're given uh, when we enter the church in baptism by our baptism we are missionaries and of course as jesus youth we are missionaries and just as a humanity you know in our human uh, capacity to to receive and to love one another we are, in a sense, missionaries. We missionaries in this, like you know, to share love, to to be in communion with one another, and to um, to experience like all of us desire unity. And so the 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 mission that um, Augustine was entrusted with, and the very real realities that he faced, is something that um, should also encourage us. Uh, like God doesn't want us to enter into some, you know, uh, highly like dangerous place. And he wants to constantly like test us and see, Oh no, will you do this for me? Will you do this for me? But what the Lord desires is truly trust. And with that trust, he, that requires a certain yeah courage. And will you, you know, in these situations, you know, that we, we trust that he is greater than that circumstance or situation and, and what we um, we might fear. And so even when St. Peter walked on the water and as soon as he took his eyes away, he felt the wind. This is something I've reflected on so much in my life. He felt the wind. The wind, though, is nothing, really, right? It's, it's nothing. What What is that compared to God where it should take his gaze away from Christ? And so even in our life, sometimes these like these winds or these um, things come floating by and and we get distracted and our gaze moves away from Christ. And that's when we, you know, we become fearful. We get scared. And to know that the fear is coming because we've taken our eyes off of Christ and he isn't asking us anything, you know, uh, to to like give up and to suffer greatly. And um, because because that's how we can um we can we we have to like that's the only way we can show our love but he calls us into that because there is a profound um meaning and there's a profound um mission and uh um act that we're entering into that he himself took on Mm -hmm. and so we're I think this um, this is something that I've uh, I've really struggled with too in my own life and in, in being able to explain to others like why am I'm a missionary or why you know why do we give up things like other people think we're giving up joys in life or we're you know willingly choosing to suffer and to like why would you give up happiness or why would you give up luxuries or why would you give up these um, yeah these things that are good and true and beautiful. But um, there is a mystery in that where we're not, it's not so much we're sacrificing or giving up. There is courage. There is a decision. There is also more than anything love and a love that we understand that through the, through Christ, you know, and his example that goes much, uh, goes beyond what we're capable of seeing right now. 
And so I love this quote too that says like, expect great things from God. And in order to do that though, we have to attempt great things for God. And to attempt those great things, it will, re- it, it will result or, you know, it does involve maybe things that we don't understand, certain uncertainties and doubts. But um, to hear then say, uh, uh, Gregory the Great in our minds too saying like, take courage and keep going on and pers- persevere, you know, find in him also a, a friend who can encourage us and um, uh, help us to know that this is something good that we're doing and that the Lord is, the Lord is with us. The Lord will never abandon us. And not only is he with us, he himself is going to be doing and um, taking upon himself all the struggles or, or different um, maybe setbacks or fallbacks that we may experience. But we need to keep going. We need to keep uh, persevering. Yeah, that's the only thing we need to do. We need to desire and just surrender ourselves. Like, you know, the, uh, uh, the harvest is plenty, but laborers are few. Yeah. And pray to the Lord that he, may, he will send workers so we can only say lord i'm available will you send me and then when he sent you know then there is no more questions like we can always ask him you know like i had all those doubts but this is the purpose for which we are created actually like you know say saint Teresa was saying like i would be a missionary not for a few years only but from the beginning of creation till the consummation of ages i'm like whoa i never thought of that way i thought it's like you know when i'm here when you know after my babs all those stuff but you know, we are created for that, like in, in Teresa's word, to love Jesus and to make others love Jesus. Yeah. That is evangelization. That is our mission. That's what she said. I have only one mission, to love Jesus and to make others love Jesus. So when we look at uh, uh, St. Augustine, you know, that's what something that should give us courage. And today, uh, one I got a, a text from one of my friends who read this. He was talking about a, a doctor who, who was very pivotal in starting the Jubilee Mission Medical College Trichure. This doctor was not even a Christian, but he had a desire to go on a mission. And his dad, who was a doctor, won't let him go to Africa or any other places. So he said, then can I go to somewhere in India? Yes. And then he finds a newspaper in 1950s, you know, this uh, uh, ad about uh, needing a missionary doctor in, in Trichur, and he comes there. Imagine this is happening in 1950s. And he comes there and he stays there. At that time, there was nothing, maybe uh, scarcely something over there. And he worked there all of his life and uh, for, uh, you know, till the end of his life. And he 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 added more and more to that hospital and things. And uh, I, I remember from his text that he says the first day he went to the ward, there were two patients who needed surgical intervention and he was confident he would be able to do that. But the next day the patient ran away thinking that the doctor is such a young man. They have no patient. But, you know, he started off like that. But when last year I went to Jubilee Mission Medical College, man, that is like a huge thing now. So, you know, the vision, the persistence and that man who was not even a Christian, he just had this desire to serve people, mm-hmm. you know, do a mission. His work has a mission. That's why he never went for other great. He comes from Bombay, you know, his dad was working in a huge hospital. He himself was working in a huge hospital, but he didn't settle for something comfortable. That discomfort that he had in which to serve people, let him go. I'm like, I was thinking about this man the whole day, you know, St. Augustine and this doctor. I'm like, what? His name is Hirsch or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he is a missionary to me. 
in front of me and many things that we encounter in our mission is very similar to that i remember in haiti and all you know many times we were we didn't know how to proceed where to go what to do but we just persisted we went to haiti many times many times and started doing little little things and now you know the lord has taken us to different areas that we didn't even think about we even have jesus youth group in haiti so i'm like Wow, this is the way it should be, you know, it shall it will be with every mission, every mission, every missionary we have discussed here in this in this, you know, this uh, chat is like they all went to a place where there was nothing. Dr. Ambrose, you know, so many people we discussed. So it, it, it all should show us that evangelization is basically the work of the Holy Spirit. We are humble channels, but without us, you know, this thing will not happen. If we don't say yes, what will happen? We lose the opportunity to become his colleagues. That is it. So, uh, and also we should think one more thing is like, you know, when I, I was thinking about uh, the south side of Chicago, how will we go there? All these stuff and people, some of the people, you know, from our group, they didn't want to go also. They didn't want to send their kids to south side because it is such a violent place. So then Mark Nemo, one of our friend evangelists who was there, he said, I told him, Mark, you know, some people are scared of coming to Southside. He said, are you also scared? I said, no, 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 I'm not scared. You know, we are not scared. Some of us will come. He said, okay, then you also don't have to come if you are scared. You may, believe me, it is only 30 miles from here, the place where we are living. When we do, you don't give us Jesus, we will kill all the people here. And when uh, we finish the people here, we will come to your neighborhood also and start killing you. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you know, so that is what is going to happen. You know, if you don't give Jesus to this world, the world that doesn't have Jesus will destroy everything. So let's not look at our frailties or our faults or anything, you know, just, you know, let us, let the Holy Spirit take us and go. So maybe there is a small prayer uh, uh, we can pray. That is a collect uh, in um, Augustine of Kent's honor. We can pray that. O oh God, who by the preaching of the Bishop St. Augustine of Canterbury uh, led the English peoples to the gospel, grant we pray that the fruits of his labor may remain ever abundant in your church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening.